Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Anne-Marie, or I guess I should say good afternoon. Glad you made it on. Um, I hope your week's starting off well. It's uh, it's Monday. It's exciting. It's going to be nice and bright and sunny here today. I was hoping for rain, but I, I guess it's not in the forecast anymore. Uh, all right. Yesterday, Easter. We had a great service. If you haven't had an opportunity to uh, either go watch the video or um, you can even go to to the podcast and listen to that as well. It's uh, it's there. Uh, windy and overcast there. Hmm. I like overcast. Not everybody does. Uh, yesterday, yeah, we, we talked. Uh, uh, Angie was, was teaching. And if you haven't listened to that yet, Go watch the video, or if you prefer to just listen to the audio, you can do that as well. Um, but but I think it's really important that um, you do. It, it sets up where we're going. We, we're making a little shift about uh, what it is we're going to be doing. We were supposed to start a new series next week, uh, taking Dominion, but we're gonna we're gonna push that off just a little bit because uh, we feel like it's important that uh, that. We have a sound mind before getting into taking land. Uh, God was talking to Angie about this, and, and she'll talk more uh, on Wednesday about this. But uh, God was showing her that we need sound mind before we go in and take the land. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to hold it. And that is absolutely important and something we really need to be looking at. And and with it yesterday being Easter and and. Jesus coming out of the grave and, and us being brought into new creation reality that sets us up to, to be able to have a sound mind, to be able to uh, recognize and, and hear all it is that uh, God is telling us and be able to, to understand it, to be able to uh, apply it uh, to our lives. Um, hey, John. And so I, I want to, I want to read uh, Luke 24 and, and just kind of walk through that because it, it really does set us up to, to think about having a sound mind and, and really grabbing hold of that. So, uh, let's, let's, uh, go ahead and read through that. Luke 24 it says very, <clears throat> excuse me, very early that Sunday morning, the women made their way to the tomb, carrying the spices they had prepared. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Joanna and Mary, Jesus's mother. Arriving at the tomb, they discovered that the huge stone covering the entrance had been rolled aside. So they went in to look, but the tomb was empty. The body of Jesus was gone. They stood there, stunned and perplexed. Suddenly, two men in dazzling white robes, shining like lightning, appeared above them. Terrified, the women fell to the ground on their faces. The men in white said to them, why would you look for the living one in the to- in a tomb? He is not here, for he has risen. Have you forgotten what he said to you while he was still in Galilee? The Son of Man is destined to be handed over to sinful men to be nailed to a cross, and on the third day he will rise again. All at once they remembered his words. Leaving the tomb, they went to break the news to the eleven. 
to all the others and what they had seen and heard. When the disciples heard the testimony of the women, it made no sense, and they were unable to believe what they heard. But Peter jumped up and ran the entire distance to the tomb to see for himself. Stooping down, he looked inside and discovered it was empty. There was only the linen sheet lying there. Staggered by this, he walked away, wondering what it meant. Hi, Lisa. Um, This is interesting to me because it it took a reminder from the angels for the women that had gone to the tomb to remember. They were perplexed by the empty grave. It it didn't make any sense. And, And Peter was, and the rest of the disciples were all, all stunned and, and unable to believe what they heard. Even though there was, there was multiple uh, women there that, that witnessed this. He had to get up and run to it. And, and it's, it's fascinating to me because if you go back to uh, the, the one place I can remember specifically is in Matthew 16. And it says that Jesus began to speak plainly to the disciples about what was going to happen, about his death, about his resurrection. But they missed that part. They missed the resurrection part. And this is this really emphasizes the need for us to have a sound mind, to have a strong mind that when uh, things are coming at us, things are happening, uh, uh, our world seemed to be uh, upside down, off kilter, whatever whatever you want to describe that as, that we can stop and be able to see what is going on. We can hear what God is saying and be able to take it in and not allow whatever is coming at us, whatever opposition is is coming against us to be able to affect us in, in a way that has us perplexed, that has us not believing, and that has us not understanding. It goes on in verse 13. Later that Sunday, two of Jesus' disciples were walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus, a journey of about 17 miles. They were in the midst of a discussion about all the events of the last few days when Jesus walked up and accompanied, accompanied them in their journey. They were unaware that it was Jesus walking alongside them, for God prevented them from recognizing him. Jesus said to them, You seem to be in a deep conver- uh, discussion about something. What are you talking about? So sad and gloomy. They stopped, and the one named Cleopas answered, Haven't you heard? Are you the only one in Jerusalem unaware of the things that have happened over the last few days? Jesus asked, What things? The things about Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they replied. He was a mighty prophet of God who performed miracles and wonders. His words were powerful and he had great favor with God and the people. But three days ago, the high priest and the rulers of the people sentenced him to death and had him crucified. We all hoped that he was the one who would redeem and and rescue Israel. Early this morning, some of the women informed us of something amazing. They said they went to the tomb and found it empty. They They claimed two angels appeared and told them that Jesus is now alive. Some of us went to see for ourselves and found the tomb exactly like the women said. But no one has seen him. Jesus said to them, Why are you so thick-headed? 
Why do you find it so hard to believe every word the prophets have spoken? Wasn't it necessary for Christ, the Messiah, to experience all these sufferings and then afterward to enter into his glory? Then he carefully unveiled to them the revelation of himself throughout the scripture. He started from the beginning and explained the writings of Moses and all the prophets, showing how they wrote of him and revealed the truth about himself. As they approached the village, Jesus walked on ahead, telling them he was going on to a distant place. They urged him to remain there and pleaded, Stay with us, it will be dark soon. So Jesus went with them into the village. Joining them at the table for supper, he took bread and blessed it and broke it, then gave it to them. All at once, their eyes were opened, and they realized it was Jesus. Then suddenly in a flash, Jesus vanished before their eyes. Stunned, they looked at each other and said, Why didn't we recognize it was him? Didn't our hearts burn with the flames of holy passion while we walked beside him? He unveiled for us such profound revelation from the scriptures. They left at once and hurried back to Jerusalem to tell the other disciples. When they found the eleven and the other disciples all together, they overheard them saying, It's really true. The Lord has risen from the dead. He even appeared to Peter. Then the two disciples told the others what had happened to them on the road to Emmaus and how Jesus had unveiled himself as he broke bread with them. The the part that, that really kind of captured me in, in this in this. Uh, story was that um, when they said, why didn't we recognize him? Didn't our hearts burn with the flames of holy passion while we walked beside him? He unveiled so he unveiled for us such profound revelation from the scriptures. You know, it, it's, it's often that our, our hearts will burn with passion and that we will have this desire uh, um, to, to follow Jesus, to, to jump into the call that God has given us. But without a sound mind, it, it makes it really difficult to understand what's going on around us. It, it, it makes it difficult to see what's right in front of our face. It, it, it clouds what it is that we have been shown or experienced uh, or, or told before. They, they had been told plainly by Jesus what was going to happen. But they didn't remember. They were just uh, perplexed and and unsure of what was going on and, and what the empty tomb meant. And then when he showed up, their, their hearts burned with passion. They, they knew there was something going on there, but they couldn't figure it out. They, they didn't have the, the sound mind to be able to say, oh, this is Jesus right here. We, we remember what's going to happen. Yes, the empty tomb. That yeah, we knew that was gonna we knew that was gonna happen. Now we're just we're just out here looking. Where is he at? We're looking for him because we know he's alive. He told us this was gonna happen. Verse 36. While they were still discussing all of this, Jesus suddenly manifested right in front of their eyes. Startled and terrified. The disciples were convinced they were seeing a ghost. It's so funny. Again, you know, they're just talking about these stories. They're just talking about the encounters that they had with Jesus. But now they're convinced they're seeing a ghost. 
Standing there among them, he said, Be at peace. I am the living God. Don't be afraid. Why would you be so frightened? Don't let doubt or fear enter your hearts, for I am. Come and gaze upon my pierced hands and feet. See for yourselves, it is I, standing here alive. Touch me and know that my wounds are real. See that I have a body of flesh and bone. He showed them his pierced hands and feet and let them touch his wounds. The disciples were ecstatic, yet dumbfounded, unable to fully comprehend it. Knowing that they were still wondering if he was real, Jesus said, Here, let me show you. Give me something to eat. They handed him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and they watched him eat it. Again, this this dumbfounded state that they're in, uh, unable to fully comprehend that he had been resurrected. I'm not sure why this was this was so dumbfounding that, to them because they had seen him uh, uh, bring Lazarus back to life. They they had seen uh, uh, another little girl that he had brought back to life. So they should know that this is possible. This shouldn't be a, a dumbfounding thing for them. And, and you know, each time it was it was after that. Get them food. They're hungry. They need something to eat. And they ate. So this shouldn't be uh, <clears throat> this shouldn't be so dumbfounding to them. Then he said to them, don't you remember the words that I spoke to you when I was still with you? I told you that everything written about me would be fulfilled, including all the prophecies from the law of Moses through the Psalms and the writings of the prophets, that they would all find their fulfillment. He supernaturally unlocked their understanding to receive the revelation of the scriptures, then said to them, everything that has happened fulfills what was prophesied of me. Christ the Messiah was destined to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Now you must go into all the nations and preach repentance and forgiveness of sins so that they will turn to me. Start right here in Jerusalem, for you are my witness witnesses and have seen for yourselves all that has transpired and I will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise to you. So stay here in the city until the mighty power of heaven falls upon you and wraps around you. So incredible uh, here. He supernaturally unlocked their understanding. And he tells them to wait and he will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise. This this is uh, the Holy Spirit. And we know that this side of the cross, we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. And we have the ability to, to have sound minds, to be able to, to comprehend and understand uh, what is, is being revealed to us. But we let so many distractions get in the way. We, we don't uh, walk in holiness. There, there's so much mixture going on that it starts to cloud the mind. Things come in and they, they, they take away our ability to have that sound mind. And this is something that we need to, to really be focusing on. If we are going to uh, exercise the dominion that's been uh, given to us, if we are going to take land, we have to be able to 
hold it. We have to be able to understand what we're doing, what's going on around us, what opposition are we facing? What what do we have access to to fight with? Having a sound mind is is a place we got to start out right now. And so that's what we're going to be talking about uh, over the next few weeks, maybe. I don't know. Not sure how long that's going to be. We'll see. Uh, I, I am excited to get into this conversation. I'm excited to see what's unlocked for us. I'm excited to see where it takes us because it is going to take us somewhere. It's going to to take us to a place where we are ready to step into whatever our promised land is and be able to sustain that. We're going to be getting into Romans this week, starting on Wednesday. Um, we're really focused on Romans 1 through 8. And so um, if you are looking for a place to start and, and go on this journey with us, that's where you want to go to. All right. We will see you Wednesday morning. Uh, looking forward to that conversation. It's going to be, it's going to be good. So you don't want to miss that. All right. Have a great week.